So, welcome, cool off, relax. It's a jungle out there. Paz venga a jugar, aquí hay para todos. En Uxmal o Cancún, la paso en Tulum. Hay mucho para ver. Out of the deep freeze into your heart. You gotta think about every bite you take. friend and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 639, and together this and every week we'll celebrate the magic of the Disney parks, movies, and more as I take you from the parks to the screens and everything in between here on the podcast, my weekly live video on Facebook every Wednesday night, community, books, audio tours, blog, and more. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, and find everything else at www.radio.com. I invite you to please join me at possibly my favorite location in all of Walt Disney World as we gather around a table in the outdoor, upper-level seating area at Katsura Grill in the Japan Pavilion in Epcot. Now, I normally come for the atmosphere, but this week, come with me for the food as we do an extensive and intensive live dining review and find out where this quick service location ranks among Walt Disney World's best. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week and pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. And I have a very special, very exciting announcement that meets of the month in Walt Disney World are back. So please stay tuned to the end of the show for more information about our next meet of the month, other special events, updates, your voicemails, and more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. If you've listened to the show before, it should come as no surprise that Japan is not just one of my favorite places on Earth, but it also just happens to be one of, if not my all-time favorite, pavilion in World Showcase in Epcot Center. Which brings us to the place and the time for our next live dining review. And actually, we're not coming here for the first time. I'm coming back because the, and I think this is probably the first time I've ever repeated a dining review because the menu has changed completely. We're not doing Teppan. We're not doing Tokyo Dining. Instead, we are back to one of my favorite places inside of the Japan Pavilion, the Katsura Grill. And because there are so many new items on the menu, I certainly cannot do this alone, and I needed to bring in reinforcements. So I want to welcome back to the show, ladies first, Lisa Glasner from thecastlerun.com and Core Memory Candles. Hi, I'm, I'm ready. I brought my appetite and I'm, I'm ready. This is like until Takumi Te reopens, this is going to be hold me over. <laughs> and as someone who has lived in Japan, I hope you all t- also brought your experience as well. Well, it'd be hard to leave at home. So, <laughs> Yes, I did. 
Also someone who has dined with us at, at the aforementioned Takumite, who also loves his Japanese food, and the word yuzu hit him as soon as he walked up to the menu, Kenneth Johnson. Well, I've never been to Japan, but I've eaten in Japan many times, and I'm very happy to be here. Thanks, Lou. <laughs> and my favorite son of all, and someone who loves and appreciates Japanese culture and Japanese food just as much as I do, because I have raised you well, my son, Nicholas Mangello. I'm not here for the review. I'm just here to eat the food. <laughs> well, that's okay, because like I said, there are a lot of different items on what is... It's even a more extensive menu than I remember it, because I remember at some time there were maybe only three or four different entrees, a noodle dish, a couple of different sushis, and a few sides. But the menu has grown exponentially. When's the last time any of you have been here? It's been two years for me since I've been here. So this menu looks all new to you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You literally, really you literally can't take, you're like a smitten young boy. You can't yeah, take your eyes off the menu. I know, man. I'm really excited about it. It's been a while. I think you had a meet here a while back, and that might be the last I have time. Mul I have many meets here. I know, but I'm thinking like that might be the la your last meet here might be the last time that I grab something here to eat. The menu is way more interesting now. Yeah. I it was same for me. The last time I was here was when your meet and like for your meet, and it was like the menu was so much smaller, and now they have so much stuff. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a much more interesting menu now. It felt much more, I mean, I, we haven't tasted it yet, but just from the menu, it felt a little bit more dumbed down um, before, and I think they've added some cool stuff to the menu that I'm excited about. I mean, in terms of, of counter-service restaurants, it seems to be one of the more extensive menus. Mm -hmm. for seven. I mean, there's got to be 20 options or so, yeah. not even including drinks and desserts. So mm -hmm. let's sort of quickly go through it. Um, there are four different sushi options. There's a Tokyo sushi combination, a spicy roll, which I'm assuming is a spicy tuna roll, a California roll, and a vegetable roll. We obviously need to get sushi. I'm thinking spicy, or we'll figure out that. I think the Tokyo sushi combo is a little bit of California, a little bit of... Um, okay. It's a little There are three different noodle, and the, all the sushi comes in between $8 and $12. For noodles, there's a shrimp tempura udon. Shrimp tempura is the lightly fried, um, lightly battered and fried um, pieces of shrimp and vegetables. Udon is a little bit of a, a thicker noodle. Tonkatsu is pork, and there's a tonkatsu pork ramen. It's a, it's a like a fried pork cut, cutlet. And yasai is vegetable udon. Those come in between 10 and 12.50. I'm speaking for the group. I'm thinking tonkatsu ramen is, is without a doubt the way to go here. The osusumi is our chef recommended options, and this is one I know from as a lawyer perspective. We're like, oh, so sue me. Um, no, there's a Japanese, not true. <laughs> how, do you, how do you say it? Oh, so sue me. Whatever. Shrimp and chicken cutlet teriyaki, chicken cutlet curry, chicken and beef teriyaki, chicken teriyaki, and the menchi katsu slider, which is a breaded and fried all beef patty topped with sesame slaw served with fries. I've never seen or heard of that before. So I looked it up and it came up as being on the menu for food and wine at Hanami or um, whatever the, I don't, it was, it was came up as being on one of the festival menus, but I've never had it. Um, and yeah, it's like a fried um, ground beef patty, like a fried. Patty. I mean, just by definition, I think we almost have to try it yeah, just, just and because. Absolutely. And we go curry? Yeah. I think curry. Do we go, so we'll go curry, slider, and we'll do the, the ramen. 
right? Uh, there are side. The thing that brought me here were the side orders. There are yuzu miso wings. Kenneth Johnson, I'm looking right at you, brother. Yeah, I'm so excited. There are two two items on the menu that make use of yuzu, and I'm a huge fan of yuzu, especially yuzu kosho on meats and things like that. So explain for the uninitiated what yuzu is. Yuzu is a citrus fruit. It's sort of like a, uh, I guess, kind of like a lemon or an orange. In, uh, it grows in Japan. Uh, I think they grow it on a limited basis in some parts of California, but really you pretty much have to get it from Japan. Well, we, that's exactly what we're going to do because they have six chicken wings for eight fifty. They also have, Nicholas, okonomiyaki fries. Nicholas and I love okonomiyaki. Um, okonomiyaki is a... Uh, it's a vegetable pancake. It's a it's a pancake made of like a cabbage batter with this sweet sauce on top, and it is so it is so so good. so good. Years ago, when we first reviewed it, they used to have actual okonomiyaki here, and I think there's sometimes if you don't know what it is, you don't order it, yeah. and you can't necessarily tell what. It is. Do you know what okonomiyaki means? As well, like it's like, well, as well you eat or something. Yeah, you got it. It's like as you like it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's as you like it. And in Japan, they actually, depending on where you are, if you're in Osaka or Kyoto and Tokyo, they make it all different ways. But it is so, it is one of our favorite. Yeah. When we go out for Japanese food, it's one of our favorites. Yeah, it's a really popular street food. So it tends to be like walking friendly. That's why it's like that sort of pancake with all the good stuff in it. What's even better, it's only $5.50 too. If, if that was the only thing we were getting, we would have to get two. They also have miso soup and edamame, which are the um, um, the, uh, the soybeans, sorry, um, which are served chilled, which is interesting. Sometimes if you go to a Japanese restaurant, they're served warm. And for dessert, they have a yuzu cheesecake, Kenneth oh, yeah. Johnson, and mousse cake, which I'm assuming is a green tea mousse cake, but we'll find out. They also have a, a variety of alcoholic beverages from uh, sakes, hot and cold. The unfiltered nigori is a personal favorite. Plum wine is a, is a sweeter wine, beer and sake cocktails, as well as a wide variety of soft drinks. So I think we have our, our mission and our game plan ready to go. I say we venture inside and prepare for the funny looks that we're going to get as we order as much as we're about to off the menu. Let's do it. Anything I missed? Anything I missed? No, let's go shame ourselves with food. <laughs> <laughs> There's no shame in this. So three full trays of food and drink later, we are sitting in my all-time favorite spot in all of Walt Disney World. We are in the back of Katsura Grill. You can hear the music, the waterfall, the bamboo behind us. We are under shade trees and an umbrella on. It's a warm day, but it doesn't matter. There's no place else that I'd rather be than right here, right now, with all of you. And I'm speaking to the food on the table as well as you, my friends. We have a lot to get through. Everything looks great. Photographs have been taken. Um, where do we start? Do we just start with, with sushi or do we work our way? What do you think? Start with sushi? Start with sushi, work our way. Start with sushi. All right. So the Tokyo combination has a, it has a cooked shrimp as well as a salmon and tuna nigiri as well as four pieces of a California roll which has um, crab and cucumber um, avocado in it. Um, ladies and gents, dig in. You know, if you go shy, you go hungry. So take however you choose, whichever piece you like and have at it. Yeah, so everyone gets one of those and then we can just break it up. What piece of nigiri would you like? Good, I'll choose last. Good, Kenneth. I don't want to choose last. Well, no, no, you choose three. next. 
Yeah, you choose next. Think whatever you like. I can't believe you took the tuna. <laughs> go ahead, Nick. I didn't know what I was <laughs> Go ahead. Just stand up. There you go. I mean, it's good. It's a California roll. The rice is made well. Um, I hate when there's no vinegar in the rice, so that's done really well. How was my tuna? The tuna's very good. Would you like half? <laughs> it's California roll. Like, you can't really go wrong with California roll. It's cool. just... Try some of the other nigiri, then. Can I bite this? No, have it. Just have the whole thing. Sure, it's fine. Trust me, there's plenty of food to go around. Go ahead, Nick. Have the shrimp. No, you can have the shrimp. Okay. Not gonna ask. Yeah. I mean, it's a very, it's a very accessible item, like, option. Because um, there's nothing spicy. There's nothing scary. Most of it is cooked, other than the tuna and the salmon. It comes salmon in a 12 It comes in a $12. It's a pretty good... Value and, and the and the flavor is great. So, yeah. whether you had sushi before and are looking for a sushi here, or want to be yeah, introduced to it, entry point to sushi because it has some nigiri and then it has like the basic sushi roll, and then that can allow you to like spread your wings and go find different things. All right. So speaking of spreading our wings, I think we should go for the wings next. I think these um, these yuzu wings are next. So I still believe in ladies first. There are six nice sized wings over a small bed of. It looks like um, pickled Japanese vegetables. Kenneth and Nick, go ahead. Use your fingers. Go ahead. We're all family here. Okay. They also have a little bit of sesame seed on top. Oh, I didn't even wow. need to get it into my mouth before I tasted it on my lip. Wow, that's really wow. Nice. There's a um, there's a um, a lovely blending of sweet and savory. There's a sweetness to this. That's not overpowering. And it's not like a sugary sweet. Wow, I really like this. It's citrusy sweet. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. really, really good. It's a, and it's a nice size. There's a lot of meat on it. And um, yeah, it has that sweetness to it, but it's the, the citrusy yuzu sweetness rather than like a barbecue sauce kind of thing that you would expect with a wing. It's really, yeah. really good. Yeah, I'd say it's yuzu soy with a little bit of maybe there's something mildly sweet, maybe a touch of honey maybe or something. It's very, very good. That's very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have another. Face this law and then have the last one. Vegetables? I don't know if it's supposed to be eaten or is it cabbage? That's a um that's a that's a really yeah. nice win right and there. It was like only $8.50? I think like, so. I think somewhere around there. The slaw is really good. It's like a vinegary, um thin thinly shredded cabbage slaw. That's actually the slaw is really good. I'll try the slaw. Yeah, the this comes in at eight fifty. Nicholas, I know you've been waiting for this since we first saw it on the menu. It is a, it's a pretty large size order of French fries. And unlike a traditional okonomiyaki, which is a, a round pancake, sort of like a layered pancake. It's a thick pancake of, of cabbage a with cabbage the, these, this um, mayonnaise and like a sweet, almost like a ponzu sauce. And these are tobiko, like fish flakes yeah. on top, which... Should not scare you away. It, there's nothing overtly fishy uh, about this at all. Just a little, but it has a little bit of crunch. It has a wonderful smell to it. But yeah, so go ahead, dig in. So I remember following your trip to Japan. Has it been, was it a year ago, two years ago? 2019, 2018. 2018. I remember, so almost three years ago, 
following that trip on Facebook with all the posts, and I remember seeing you guys go to an Okonomiyaki oh. bar. Was that like in Hiroshima or I think it was in Osaka, and it was this, it almost looked like an office building, and you took an elevator up to the third floor, and it looked like you were on the street, because it almost looked like this row of street vendors and street booths that all served their own take on okonomiyaki that you can get with or without meat. It was one of my favorite experiences in all of Japan, because you're right there, and he's just cooking it right in front of you. Becky didn't eat all of hers, so I had like okonomiyaki and a half. <laughs> And it was some of the best okonomiyaki I've ever had. Now, this is really, really delicious. I can't say enough about this. I mean, if, if you picture in your mind sort of a Japanese poutine, that's what you have here. But it's just, um, it, I, I just, I don't know how to say how good it is. Wow. That's, and I'm, I'm really happy because if you look at it, you're like, oh, it's an order of fries like with some yeah. stuff on top of it. So I'm happy to hear that the flavor is really good. Nicholas, what do you think? The, I think that the that they capture the flavor of the omenomiyaki really, really well on top of the fries. I mean, I think they could do a little bit more sauce just because there's like, if it's not like mixed in, there's just like a teeny tiny bit. But it was a really good flavor and I think it's overall solid. So yeah, so this is, we said before, this is an Osaka street food that's <clears throat> it's basically a savory pancake made with like cabbage and stuff. And they capture the flavor really, really well. Bonito sometimes is too much for me. But this is delicious. Wow. And then the play, if you're used to having it with cabbage, is to take the cabbage from underneath <laughs> your wings, wings yeah. and eat it with the bite. Because, and I'm going to pass it around because, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely the way to go. Wow. I'm really surprised at how good this is. Like, I'm really surprised how good this is. Oh, eat it with the cabbage, though. Eat it with the cabbage. You're welcome. And I think we said, what, it came in at... at Five dollars, yeah, like somewhere at five dollars, five fifty. Yeah, Nick, try it with the cabbage. So this reminds me, we have this little local anakiya here called Susuru that we really enjoy. give away the name, <laughs> and it's so good. But the fries there, I think these actually beat those fries. So those are mentaiko fries, and has like the. These are, these are really these are really good. I think these are better. These are really good. And don't be put off by the name because it's very accessible. I mean, it's delicious, but there's nothing like overwhelming about the taste at all. Um, even like I said, the bonito is very mild. It, that's really really good. I think that's going to be consistent. Did you like it with the cabbage? Yes. I think that's going to be a consistent theme about everything here, like how very accessible it really is. Although there's like an authentic taste to it, there's nothing that's overtly fishy or heavy or scary. Wow, you're right. I can't believe how good these really are. Nicholas, I'm with you. Maybe I would even ask for a yeah, little bit more. Ask for, more. ask for a little bit more sauce. Yeah, yeah we get more. More of the sauce for sure because the bottom didn't quite get yeah. a good coating. They're still good, but... It was like a, the top ones were really good, but the bottom ones didn't really have a lot of sauce, so they're more just like regular fries. Yeah, so, But you know, the good part about this, the fries did not get soggy, um, which is really good. Wow. I mean... Those two right there, the wings and the fries, for, you know, $12, 13, sorry, $14 for the two of those, that's a nice little uh, afternoon in Epcot for either by yourself or share, well, sharing with, <clears throat> sharing. <laughs> I got for Clemth, I got so excited. <laughs> uh, I think we should move over, <clears throat> I, I keep looking at, as long as we're going to move from fries to fries, I, I want to sort of move over to... The Menchi Katsu Slider. 
it is, it is a breaded and fried all beef patty topped with sesame slaw and served with fries. It almost looks like a little. It almost looks like a little fried chicken sandwich. Um, yeah, and I give that uh, give that guy a slice up. It's small. It's it is like slider size, so it's not huge. And it has like a slaw. It has like a slaw on it, right? It, it, right. It looks it's like a similar type of slaw that. It looks like a fried chicken sandwich, but instead of there being chicken inside, it's ground beef. So it's like a little fried burger. Wait, I'm gonna mess it up. It's like a chicken fried. Delicious. That's all I can say. Um, you hardly notice the breading. It almost tastes like veal. Um, I don't. Is it beef? Mm-hmm. I guess it. It almost. It's, it's so. Uh, it is ground beef, but it almost tastes like veal. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really good. Why don't more people fry hamburgers? Why is that not a thing? We fry everything else and put it on a sandwich. That's really, really good. But you would think a, a hamburger fried would be very heavy, heavy, yeah. greasy, oily. Not at all. It's a very, very light fry on the outside that almost just gives it a little bit of texture. And it, you're right, Kenneth. It's, it's a wonderful flavor of the meat, too. It almost You almost question not whether it's beef or not, but because it doesn't taste like a t- typical hamburger. It was really, really good. That little bit of fry on the outside added a nice little bit of crunch. And I got a little bit of the slaw that was on the bottom of the bud, and that really added a little bit of like a vinegary flavor. It was the same slaw that I would think was on the bottom of the wings. So it just added like it helped complete the entire slider. Yeah, the word I would use is delicate. When you when you bit into it, you, you're expecting kind of a hamburger, a heavy kind of flavor, but it was more of a delicate which is a great way because you would not think that a, ham- a fried hamburger is anything but delicate. Yeah, it's that's a funny word. It's that same. It is the same slaw. It's funny because I thought I had dipped it in my other dish by mistake. But the slaw, the vinegar, and the slaw cuts it. And then there's also some sweetness in the roll. Yeah. Um, it's denser than like it's the sweetness level of like a Hawaiian like a roll. Hawaiian roll yeah. But it's a denser roll than that. So yeah, that was a perfect balance. I really like that. One thing I have to say is it is. Although it is extremely good, it's a really, really small slider. So I don't think it's much more of like a sharing type of thing. And it's more of just like a one person thing. Yeah, cutting it into fours was difficult, obviously. But um, that's perfect for for one. Yeah. All right. So do we move on to ramen, to teriyaki, to the pork tonkatsu? I think you've done a great job moving up with each... Uh, dish. So I think should ramen be next then, and save yeah. the heavier things yeah. for less. Where's the curry? This is right here. This I is the... This was the. Never mind. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. All right. So let's go. Let's go ramen next. Go ahead, Kenneth. Do you have it? Oh. Feel free to go first. It is a. Um... So it has pork. Uh, looks like some corn, uh, broccolini. I'm not sure those. Scallions. Yeah, radish. scallions and. Um... Don't know what that is. That might be some kind of green vegetable. Yeah, don't know. But uh, pickled radish looks really good. There's not a whole lot of pork, so I'm not going to take it. There's two pieces. Go ahead. Um, Kenneth, we are not wanting for for food here. Don't worry. Some people at this table get upset if they don't get enough meat in the way we split it. So. Mm. Ramen has a nice flavor. There's just a hint of ginger at the end. It's delicious. Mm. 
Nicholas, I know you. We eat a lot of ramen at our house, and and when we go out um, for Japanese food, a lot. What? How does that stack up? I agree. That little bit of ginger, like it adds a lot to it. You like you wouldn't think it would make a big impact, but it it really helps. Like with all the different toppings and all that, it's really really good. So this is good. This surprised me because the tonkatsu is usually a breaded pork cutlet. Um, and so this is more just sliced pork. It's still really, really good. Um, there's not a lot of broth. It's more just like a noodle dish. There's a little bit of broth underneath. And I, both of you were right about the ginger. That kick mm. of the ginger really makes the difference at the end. It's good. So I'm going to have to have a little piece since somebody else is going to take it. I'm going to try the... Mm. It's really nice. So... There's two thin slices, very, very tender. Um, you, you almost rip this in half so you guys can taste it because the meat is, is, has a really, really nice flavor to it. And you can tell that, that um, there's, there's a, a wonderful creaminess to the broth without it being overtly heavy. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's definitely like, it's not it's not the ramen you've got in your pantry. <laughs> Because um, ramen does have a tendency to go that way, but yeah, you're right. There's a creaminess to um, there's a creaminess to the noodles. It's really, really good. Yeah, like I would come back here for that too. That's, that's I really that's like that. Really, yeah. really good. Um, and it's not a lot of broth, which is nice in this summer heat because you almost feel ridiculous like eating hot soup. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's actually wonderfully cool where we happen to be sitting outside um, for the day that we're that we're having, but. Um, but still, it would be hard to get a big bowl of soup on a day like that. And it's a, it's a big portion, too. Like, it's a really big portion yeah, of... Yeah, four of us, and I think yeah. they've sent it around twice at this point, yeah. and it's still pretty cool. Yeah, it's a big portion for, like, I think, like, two, three, or even four people, like, could get a decent meal out of that. If you have some other stuff, like the slider and... The like, fries. that's a full dinner-sized yeah. portion for one person. Like, you'll, you'll be very, very full mm-hmm. trying to take that down by yourself. Where I come from, if... They'd say if you ate all that, you'd bear down when you walk. <laughs> it's definitely a, a lot. Wow. Yeah, that's, I, that's really nice. Same thing too. Super accessible. There's nothing in here that should scare anybody away. Even like for kids. I mean, I think that's a, a meal that young kids who might be picky eaters um, would enjoy. So, um, all right, let's move over then to let's say I want to save the tonkatsu for last. This this is the teriyaki steak and chicken and this is the this, this is, is the, the curry. right this is the curry pork let's save that for last want to save that for last this for last no save this one for last i would save this one for last. right this one right <laughs> i'm sorry this so take taste that one taste oh, this one yeah so we got the chicken and steak right we got the um chicken and beef teriyaki with rice and a small salad next to it. Again, large size portion. You're making the yummy face. I'm really surprised. I almost thought we should skip the teriyaki because it was going to be nothing to talk about. It was just going to be teriyaki. But that's it's a lot of meat, and it's it's that's really really good. The rice is excellent. Again, I'm sure the vegetables are good. It's and it's a huge portion of food. Yeah, like a huge portion. Like that's a very easily shareable portion yeah, between two adults. I tried the beef, and um, I've never had teriyaki on beef. It's actually a nice combination. It's good. 
It's very good. And it's a good teriyaki sauce, I think. It was made here, I believe. And what would you call that type of beef? Kind of. It's almost like a shredded, like a pulled, like a pulled like shredded, cut, like a brisket. I That's what I was—I was, I, I was going to say brisket, but I felt stupid. But when I when I order beef at a Japanese restaurant, I almost expect those like strips mm-hmm. that tend to get—you know—they can when they're over processed, I can get a little chewy. But this is—it is—it's like a pulled brisket. It's definitely some well done, like either pot roast or brisket. It's like a braised—it's uh, braised beef. Nicholas likes it because he hasn't said a word and just keeps shoveling it. And he's like, you guys talk. I'll keep eating. It's a really, really good, like, I, I'm used to do it just being, like, chicken teriyaki, like, and with that, because they go so well together, but I, the beef goes really, really well with the teriyaki, and with that bed of rice and some of the teriyaki sauce, like, going to the bottom, it just, like, has a really, really good taste. Yeah, the chicken is, it's very simple. It's a grilled chicken. Again, very. When I, I keep using the word accessible because I think sometimes, especially if you're coming here and you're not used to trying this type of food, you might shy away. But it's a very, very easy dish. Yeah, I'm just noticing all the drinks we have on the table. And you guys are really downing these green teas. It's a hot <laughs> day here in Florida. But Lisa, do you want to comment on this uh, cocktail you have here? It looks delicious. I figured we would get there. So I haven't really touched it much because I knew we'd share it later. But it's the so you, you tried the chicken though. What do you think of the chicken? Oh, the chicken. Well, he was talking about the drink. <laughs> the chicken's good. I mean, I I would pref- I prefer the beef just personally. I think yeah. it it's a lot more moist. Um, and I, I don't remember what the combinations that were offered were, but I would choose the steak over the chicken personally. Um, but the sauce is the same sauce, obviously, and that's very very good. And it's a generous portion of white meat chicken. So you can get shrimp and chicken. You can get chicken and beef or just chicken. I would almost ask, like, can we do, like, a special beef only because we're beef and shrimp. I think beef and shrimp might be the way to go if you could do it. Honestly, if I were choosing between this one and the ramen, I would take the ramen. This one, The ramen, I think, is more interesting. Um, It's just as much food at the end of the day, I think. And um, this one would be good for kids if you're, you know... Again, accessible, looking for something accessible, and your kids are kind of turning up their nose at a Japanese menu. The the beef and chicken teriyaki would be the way to go. Yeah. I, I like that, but I, the flavor of the beef just in and of itself is really, really good. Yeah. Um, I like that a lot. Yeah. All right, so let's move over to the pork tonkatsu, which is basically a breaded pork cutlet, but it's in a cut. What are you shaking your head? No. This is the chicken cutlet curry. Oh, right. That, that's why I was confused before, because the tonkatsu was the ramen, but it's actually not a breaded pork. It's a uh-huh. sliced pork. So this that's why I was like pulling it at the menu up, because I thought I remembered. Yeah, this is the chicken curry, and the pork tonkatsu was on the ramen. Ah, you're right. Sorry. All right. So I, I, we were looking at so many things. I think that's why we got confused. It doesn't matter. So same thing, whether it be a chicken cutlet or a... I, I, I prefer pork tonkatsu i know nick when we go out to some of our favorite japanese restaurants um there's a few locally that have amazing pork tonkatsu like a good like fatty chashu pork like nothing beats it if it's on like a rice or in ramen like it's so 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 good i'm just so proud of him when he (laughs) (laughs) like his his food review skills have just blossomed (laughs) he woke up one day and there was this new complete vocabulary that he had my boy, my sweet boy, I'm so proud of you. All right, let's dig in. This comes in 
again, a, a sort of shallow uh, round plate with a layer of curry and rice as well as uh, vegetables. Should we talk about curry? Like yes. Talk about the, yeah, right, because it's Japanese not like Indian, right. Right. So curry is originally from India and that was, you know, way of preparing food. And then when Britain went into India and then went home again, they brought with them a version of curry that was like curry powder. And so then when um, Japan came out of isolation, like in the end of the 1800s, the British came in and they brought their curry. And then, so this is sort of a spinoff on British curry, um, which, and it tends to be less spicy than an Indian curry and a little bit sweet. And it's kind of like a stew. It's sort of like a stew. So it's not, if you think Indian curry and like that, it, if Indian curry is too much for you or too spicy for you, then don't, it, it, this is very different. Yeah. Keep talking. Cause the three of us are enjoying this I know, a lot. I know. Why did I Wow, that's really, really good. It has a little bit of a kick to it, but like it's not anything that one. It's very slight. Like, it's very, very subtle. It's a very slight, and like it's not really like like a hot. It's more of like an actual like spice. spice. Yeah. That sauce is perfect. Yeah. It's just perfect. I just can't wait. Now I want to just get in here with some of the rice. And just get down deep in here. Oh, yeah. Everything else we talked about, just get however many people you have, get that plus one of these. Wow. <laughs> well, no, I wouldn't go that mm. far. I wouldn't no. forget about everything else. No, no. But this, but this is, is this really is, good. It's, I'm, I can't believe how good that sauce is. Yeah. It's, you know, I think the way Lisa described it, I, I lived in the UK for five years and ate a lot of curry. And it is... A lot more spicy there, you know. True Indian curry is a lot hotter, and your your nose tends to run <laughs> while you're eating. But and this is not like that. So if you're afraid of hot, don't worry about it. Uh, but it is a a rich, uh, complex set of flavors going on here, and it's really delicious. It's a great way to explain it because you're right. It is, it is a very sort of. There's a lot of stuff going on, and I love how. That little sort of tingle sits on the sides of your tongue a little bit. Yeah, it's the tiniest bit of heat. Um, this this is a dish, I mean, presented differently uh, that I would expect to eat at like Sana. And another thing, it's that level of like that, like the Sana bread service type, like yeah. bold flavors. I would liken that yeah. to that. Another thing that's a little different about this curry from traditional curries is it's lighter. You know, with Indian curries, you, you, you get a lot of ghee, uh, clarified butter in the sauces. You don't have a, a heavy, this is not a heavy sauce, so it's really good on a, on a hot day, too. And it pairs so well, so well with the fry, with the, with the, like, with the chicken, because that little bit of sauce and that little bit of crunch, like, this this pairs so well together with like that little bed of rice. It's just it's so so good, and that sauce with the spice and it's like kind of does. It's not heavy. It's like you feel when you see a sauce like that, you're like, oh, it's gonna be heavy, and I'm gonna feel horrible after eating it. Like I don't feel horrible after eating it. It just is like so nice and light with that bed of rice and the chicken. It's and today fantastic. is a, we are outside on a very very like unseasonably hot and humid day. 
And I am still loving every single part of this, even in this oppressive heat. Like, I literally just got, like, cardamom off the bite I just had. There's a lot of spice in this. This is... This Look is at Kenneth fantastic. up in... So I'm, dipping fries. <laughs> I'm dipping fries in this sauce. Because I think this sauce would make a great poutine. Yeah, it would. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it? That's a great idea. Like a Japanese curry poutine. Yeah. I think we I'm dipping. And that chicken was really crisp mm-hmm. too, which was really nice while it lasted, which was really nice against the sauce. And that this has been sitting here sit, like from the beginning while we've been eating everything else. So that this this kept would have been fresh, fresh mm-hmm. out. I know. But that that sticky rice oh in here, like the chicken's gone. You're right, and we're enjoying this almost as it's like a second serving because just the rice and the curry is outstanding. I think if I'm even dipping the come, vegetables too. If you're gonna come here and you're gonna get one thing, I think like this might be it. Like this is one of the best things here. Just the, it's the sauce that makes it's it. The it's sauce. the sauce. Oh yeah, it's, it's totally the sauce. And you know what? I mean, I'm dipping carrots and cauliflower in it. It's that good. <laughs> it's that good. And you know it's good because Lou. I've never seen him try so hard to eat while he's handling the mic. <laughs> he's like scooping the food into his mouth under the microphone. <laughs> I like it so much. I'm even eating the vegetables. Yeah, so, forks might be better for that. Mm. Oh my gosh! Okay, one more for yeah. that with a little bit of green tea. Yeah. Like, that's next time I come here. That's my meal. I love the I love the feeling I have in my mouth. Like I love that tingle that's sitting there. And again, it's not a it's not a hot it's not a heat of the spice, but and there's a lot of rice in here too. Like we're we're all. For me, I wish it were a little bit hotter. That's the only thing I would say. I wish it were hotter, but it's it's great the way it is. Well, you yeah, like you like, like crazy hot. So yeah. it's just the right amount of heat for me, and I am I'm okay with like I'm okay with heat, but not the best at all. So I feel like you know keeping it kind of accessible at this level. It definitely has a kick. Like it has yeah. a little punch, and it kind of sits there. It doesn't creep up on you. God, that's good. That's really, really good. Wow, I think, I think we also tackled these in the right order because I think that teriyaki would not feel nearly as flavorful. Even the meat would not feel as flavorful after something like this. Yeah, that would definitely that would be anticlimactic. Yeah, it was good that we ended on the high note. Wait, we're not the, done yet. We saw the dessert. Wait, there's more. Well, first of all, you're gonna your violet sake is is going to be so almost dessert like. Yes. Well, no, it's it's actually not that sweet. It looks sweeter than it is, like some other drinks here at Disney. It's at the, yeah, Garden I was just making sure I got the name right. It's at the Garden House, which is that little sake stand as you're walking in before you walk up to Katsura. Um, so if you like to take a pretty picture, it's really pretty. It's like a violet. It's like a very bright magenta-ish violet, and then it's got a slice of yellow pop lemon on top. And it's really, really good. It's not that sweet. And purely in the interest of, of science, all right, I'll take a sip. Hmm. It tastes like you're drinking a flower. Yeah. yeah. It's like a, an infusion. Yeah. We also, again, for scientific purposes only, we did get a uh, an order of sake, which is is a really nice thing to pair with this meal. I have a, a preference for nagori sake, which is an unfiltered sake. So regular sake is is like a wine. It would be clear where this is unfiltered. So it almost has a 
milky appearance and texture to it. As soon as I picked up the drink, Kenneth and Lisa swarmed down on what is left of the curry, like high-fiving each other, like, oh, he looked away. Hurry up. We can finish this off. His hands are occupied. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, that's, again, it's, it's a very nice, uh, if you want an, an introductory way into to sake, uh, I, I just have a preference for the, the unfiltered. I think it's a little bit, um, I think it's a little bit easier to, to try than some of the other their sakes, which, like a wine, runs from very sweet to very dry. Yeah, totally agreed on preferring the unfiltered sake. Take another sip of the violet because I stirred it. It was all like melted ice when you sipped it before. It's good. Oh right? yeah, it is. Yeah. It, it it doesn't. It is, uh, and I'm I am not a big drinker, and there's not. It doesn't. It's not. The the taste of alcohol is not overpowering, if really present at all there at all. Um, but wait, Nicholas, there's still there's more. more because we also oh, have. <laughs> Hi. That's okay. Are we so shaking hands? Yes. I'm All right, totally cool. Oh, sorry, sorry. So excited to meet you. So, oh, you too. Where are you guys from? Um, Maryland. Okay. Hi. How you doing? Did you guys just eat her? No. You just we were of... a huge Egyptian, but we were just waiting. And I sat down. I was like, I know that voice. <laughs> <laughs> Funny that I would be eating in Japan. So what I say in the show clearly is, is yeah. right. <laughs> I really, I walk the walk. I'm yes. eating in Japan as I always say that I am. Can so. I have a picture, please? Oh my God, I would love to. So, Nicholas, I have an important question for you. Do you have room left? When you were when you were much younger, I don't want to say younger and cuter and sweeter because you're still cute and sweet now. But you used to have you used to tell me you had two stomachs. You had like the food stomach and, and the, the dessert, dessert stomach. stomach. Do you still have room in your dessert stomach for not one but two different desserts? I think I can work that out. Don't worry. All I right. think so. I want to I want to move up to the yuzu cake. I, I want to start first with. The moose cake, which he said today is a strawberry moose cake. It looks very much like a traditional slice sponge. Cake. It's like a traditional slice. Do we have four? Let me just try it with a regular. Are you sure that's fork. The user, the user no, cake? that's the user. Let's just. That looks much more like a moose than this. It's very nice. It's cake. I need a fork. Yeah, just use the one I just used. You have my cooties already, man. Don't sweat it. If you want want a slice of cake with strawberry icing, I highly recommend this. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's it's cake. It's cake. Yeah, it's cake. Okay, this is like a British British cake because it has a little layer of jelly between the layers. It's good. But yeah, it's uh, not much to say about it. It's a piece of cake. All right. Kenneth, you know what? I'm going to let you have the first honorary bite of the yuzu cheesecake because I know of your affinity for the yuzu. All right. Well, let's see what we have here. You're, Lisa's still eating the other cake, which is fine. There's more yuzu for us. Mmm. <laughs> okay. All right. It has um, a minimal crust. And it gives you, sort of reminds me of key lime pie without a very strong lime overtone. Um, it's that delicate yuzu flavor that's actually between a, a lemon and a lime, sort of. It's, it's, I think, 
really good. I I prefer it to key lime pie. I'm sorry I'm in Florida saying something like that, but it's really good. That's delicious. That's like, it's like key lime pie and cheesecakes, baby. <laughs> There's nothing. It doesn't have any of the heaviness of the cheese of a cheesecake, and it uh, that's really good. When I first went into it, I was like, "Oh, it's just a key lime pie." Like, but then you get that little bit of yuzu, and it it makes it like that little bit of yuzu, like flavor, like the citrusy flavor. It really like cha- it really changed it from like just another like key lime pie like cheesecake thing to like something that's really really good. Like, I'd come back for this. It's sweeter key lime pie without the tartness. Yeah, you don't get that twang that's sort of like. Yeah. That, and I, I, ad nauseum, you hear me say I'm not a sweets guy. That's really, really nice. Like, at the end of this meal and some of the very, like, rich, savory foods we have, that's a nice way to punctuate that. Yeah. This has, like, the lightness of a flan. I mean, it's it's not that. Without that weird without, flan texture. Without that jiggle, jiggle texture. <laughs> And the crust at the bottom is is it, there's very very little of it, but you taste it. It's it's got some spices in it. This is really good. Yeah. Excuse me, Kenneth is like, how am I not eating this stuff? Yeah, there's <laughs> not much of it left here. That's all you, man. Finish it off. We might have to get a second one of those. No, I think Nick needs that last one. All you. That's really good. That's really good. Wow. Yeah. That's... I didn't have anything bad today. I didn't either. No, me either. Like, I think the, I think our, <laughs> I think the only thing we're like, oh, the chicken's nice. I think that was like, you know, and that's because of look of uh, at what else we're comparing it to. Yeah. So when you come back, when you come back to Katsura Grill, pretend you're by yourself. What's your meal? What's, make your meal. Uh, I think I would have everything we had today. <laughs> no. I, I probably would start with the wings and have that slider and then go straight to that curry. That's what I would do. Yeah, I don't know. There was, there was a lot of it. If it was just me, I would probably get the okonomiyaki fries and ask for a little extra sauce and then do the curry. Or if I just wanted something late, I might just pop it and get the ramen. Um and the wings were great too. Maybe I would encourage my kids to get the ramen so I could take a bite of that and then still get my own. And then obviously the the yuzu cheesecake that was really good. It's hard to pick. Yeah. All right. I think for the appetizer, I would either get the fries with the extra sauce or the wings, and then I would get for my main, I would get the curry because that's just the sauce. And then for dessert, I'd either get that little yuzu cheesecake or go down and get shaved ice right outside the Japan Pavilion. This is tough because I hate to leave sushi off a, a Lou Mangiello menu at any point, but I will. Um, you know, you almost don't think about going for Japanese food and ordering wings, but there's other restaurants, other Japanese restaurants in the area that do wings like this very, very well. And I think these are, are delicious. I would actually probably, gosh, the okonomiyaki is such a good flavor. I'd get wings okonomiyaki curry cheesecake and an and a ice cream tea by the way this coolie that was on the cheesecake i'm i'm sitting here licking the plate <laughs> and this coolie is actually raspberry i thought it was strawberry but it's raspberry it's good 
Yeah, you can get the raspberry now that you're saying. It's definitely not a strawberry taste. Wow, this was a great meal. Like a really great meal. And I'm glad you mentioned the ice cream tea. Because you kind of need that to cut the... Yeah. It's like a nice little palate cleanser. I, I almost forgot because Nicholas drank his and mine. <laughs> it's okay. You're my son. We share everything. And by share, I mean I would have liked a little bit of it. Listen, <laughs> we're gonna get we'll get another one on the way out. Um, yeah, and the ice cream tea is unsweetened. You don't need any sweetener in it at all. It almost has. You know, it's it's a palate cleanser. Like between me, like between different like courses you could say just take a little sip and all the flavor can like go away and you can just you almost get like a little matcha flavor in it yeah too. yeah it has a matcha it's yeah. not a, it's that's it's not really a dumbed down green tea it doesn't no. have the bite sometimes if you get like just a regular iced tea it has a little bit of like a bite to it um this is really nice yeah it definitely it tastes like it tastes like an iced matcha yeah because if you get all matcha it could be a little earthy yeah. it could be a little earthy a little yeah. um but this is not yeah this one more just sitting. Yeah. you can see that you can see the matcha sitting in the bottom yeah. you know this reminds me of that green tea cheesecake they have at Susu. <laughs> sorry sorry would you stop giving away <laughs> it's better when we first found this place like we used to get it all the time and now there's like a two-hour wait on yeah. saturday night so um but this was this uh, gosh if the, if i needed yet another reason to love this yeah. pavilion, this place, this restaurant, we just had, I think, 11 of them. I think we ordered like 11 different things. Uh, very, very, very good. Like, is is Katsura Grill the best or one of the best? Is it top five counter service? Yeah, yeah I think top, so. It's top five for sure. It's probably best now that so Tangerine Cafe admittedly is normally my sort of number one counter service in World Showcase. And one of the top on the on property, I think, um, but that's obviously not open right now. Anyway, this this I'm so glad that we did yeah. this because I've always yeah. adored this setting. This is like one of my favorite places to be in all of Disney. But I've almost kind of like written off the food because it's yeah, fine, but it's sure. not like someplace I would I wouldn't come here for the food. I normally would like come here to grab a table. Right, we'd grab a green tea, you know, yeah, or, you know, yeah. But it, I never no, would I have thought, would. I, I mean, absolutely I would come yeah. here to eat. Yeah, this this was a great meal, a really, really great meal. And it's, you know, since we've been sitting here, now all the tables are full, so word, word must be getting out. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know what they're doing with the circulation situation, but, like, it's a hot day. Like, it, the air feels soupy when you're walking through Epcot right now, and it is delightful. I feel like I don't know where the fans are. Even though, and, right, and even though you're so, where we're sitting, you're sort of, you know, three sides are sort of blocked off. There's this cool little... Yeah, you know, they're, they're doing something. Like they're, they're doing something with the air in here because the, the be. amount of circulation. Because we are, we have those like we're kind of at the back, at the top, at the back, um, where these walls are, kind of around you and, and all of the trees and stuff. And yeah, they're doing something with circulation because this is really. Nice. I mean, like just I mean, just sit here, especially at the right time of day or evening when it's sunset and you can look out over the pagoda and uh, World Showcase Promenade and. It's gorgeous. I love it. I love every single thing about it. Um, Katsura Grill. I am wrapping my oh-so-fluffy arms around you because I've enjoyed every single part of about this. Nicholas Peter Mangello, it is always a pleasure to dine with you. Your incredibly refined palate and mature uh, reviews are very much appreciated. I just came for the food. I'm not here for this. <laughs> 
Kenneth Johnson, thank you as always, brother. Well, thanks for having me, Lou. I'm always up for a meal, and uh, especially with great friends. And uh, man, what a tremendous menu this was. Lisa Nuro Glasner, you need to somehow capture this in candle form and make the Katsura Grill candle. Yeah, I just need to take the taste in my mouth right now and create a so It's like the curry and the yuzu and the... <laughs> so good. I'm so excited. I feel like we just added a whole new level of dimension to my life because this is one of my favorite settings in the world. And to know that like I can get really good food here too, which I feel really dumb for not knowing until now. Um, I'm, super, I'm so excited. So This is great. And I hope you who have been virtually sitting along here with us, one, we're not listening hungry, and two, we'll come and visit Katsura Grill on your next visit. I would like to know from you, have you been here before? Will this now be on a, a must-try for you on your next visit? Let me know by going into the WDW Radio Clubhouse on Facebook at wdwradio.com slash clubhouse. I'll post that question here. Better yet, you can call me and call the voicemail. Let me know your review of Katsura Grill do it from Katsura Grill at 407-900-9391, and I will play it on the air. Um, Lisa, Kenneth, Nicholas, you, my friend, thank you very much for being here uh, for a truly wonderful, memorable memorable meal. We will be back. Oh, yes, we will be back. Absolutely, we will be back. Yes, we will. I'm scanning the table like, is there anything else I can still sort of like... Fact, I might be here tonight with my wife. I don't know. We could just stay right here. Just send her on down, and we'll just keep this table. We'll just keep this table. Can she pick my kids up at camp and just bring them all? Yeah, I'll just bring you back. Right Time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World's history or see how well you pay attention to the details of what you see, hear, taste, or remember. If you think you know the answer, you can enter via our online form for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week I asked you to simply tell me where in Walt Disney World is or was the Cape Town Lounge. Thanks to the hundreds of you who entered, got this one correct, and knew that the answer was, of course, Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge, specifically in Jumbo House. The Cape Town Lounge is located just near the entrance to Jico the Cooking Place and is a great place to get an appetizer or a little wine pairing before your meal or even get full access to the entire Jico menu and dine right there at the bar. That's a little-known pro tip. You're welcome. A full bar, obviously, is also available at the Cape Town Lounge. Anyway, I took all the correct entries, randomly selected one, and last week, you were not only playing for a new WW Radio pin and keychain, but because we were talking about about resorts with Jim Corcus, I'm also going to give you a copy of Jim Corcus's new book, The Hidden Treasures of Walt Disney World Resort Hotels, which you can find along with all of Jim's other books at www.radio.com slash Corcus, K-O-R-K-I-S. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is Sharon Bautista. Sharon, congratulations. I will get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay. 
because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So with July 4th being this week here in America, I mean, it's July 4th everywhere, but here in America, we are celebrating our Independence Day. I thought I would ask you a question about America or specifically the American Adventure in Epcot. Because when American Adventure was being developed, in addition to Ben Franklin and Mark Twain, there were actually plans to be a third host. Who was it? Who was the planned third host for the American Adventure in the, in the American Adventure in Epcot's World Showcase? You have until Sunday, July 4th, America, to go to www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast, use the online form there. If you win, your prize package includes a brand new WW Radio pin, keychain, maybe a special surprise as well. And if you're still looking to win a copy of Jim's book, Check out my Instagram as I'll be doing a giveaway there at Instagram.com slash Lumangelo. So good luck, God bless America, and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you for spending and sharing some of your time with me this week. Please don't forget to let me know if you've been to Katsura Grill and let me know if you haven't, if maybe this review will encourage you to go now. You can come and talk about not only this week's show, but anything you want to in the Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars universe over at www.radio.com slash clubhouse. That is our fun family-friendly, incredibly welcoming community over on Facebook. Speaking of community, I'd love to connect with you elsewhere on social. I am at Lou Mangiello on Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn. You can also email me if you have a question you'd like me to answer on the show, lou at www.radio.com or call the voicemail. Be heard on the air at 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-WDW1. And I'd also like you to please join me this and every Wednesday night for WW Radio Live. That is our live weekly broadcast and conversation over on Facebook where I share my Disney Plus pick of the week. We're talking about Loki currently, spoiler free in the group. We'll also talk about what's new and what's news in Walt Disney World. My top five live, your questions, call-in, contests, and more. And sometimes, like this coming week, I'm also going to be out and about in the Disney parks and resorts. Not sure exactly where I'll be this Wednesday, but please be sure and stay tuned. Every Wednesday, 730, www.radiolive.com. Speaking of being live, please also don't forget to join me this Thursday, July 1st, for a very special WW Radio Live, as I'll be broadcasting the magnificent, triumphant, and oh-so-very-welcome return of Happily Ever After Fireworks to Magic Kingdom. Tune in 8.30 p.m. Eastern at WDWRadioLive.com. Speaking of live and other special events, please also join me this coming Monday and Tuesday, July 5th and 6th, as I'll be live from Disneyland, specifically Avengers Campus. I don't know exactly what time. I don't know where we're going to start. But if you make sure that you like the WW Radio page on Facebook and turn on notifications and be a part of the clubhouse, you won't miss a thing because I want to share my very first time in Avengers Campus at Pim Test Kitchen, all of those things with you. Speaking of Marvel, there is not one, not two. There's so many events that are coming up, including our Marvel Day at Sea cruise on Disney Cruise Line out of Miami for night, February 5th through the 10th. There is still availability to join us there. 
lot of cool stuff going on on the Marvel Day at Sea cruise and special things that we do as part of the WW Radio group. If you can't make that one, that's okay, because June 20th, we are going to do a four-night inaugural cruise on the Disney Wish just a couple of weeks after her maiden voyage. Again, that's June 4th, four-night. That is out of Port Canaveral. If you can't make that one, or if you can and still want to cruise again, that's okay, because we we have a very special Disney Wish cruise in December, as we are going to do a WW Radio Very Merry Time holiday Christmas cruise, which, oh, by the way, also Walt Disney's birthday, four nights out of Port Canaveral. To find out more, to get a no-obligation quote, you can visit wdwradio.com slash DisneyWish2022. There's other events going on as well. If cruising isn't your thing, that's okay, because I mentioned at the top of the show that meets of the month in Walt Disney World are finally, thankfully, back starting on Sunday, July 25th, from 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. in Disney Springs, we're going to meet at the Waterside Seating Area across from Rainforest Cafe. There are some umbrella tables there. Now, what exactly is a meet of the month? It is a very casual, completely free gathering of WDW Radio friends, because you're not a fan or a listener. You are my friend, which is not a way for you to come and meet me. Just the opposite. It's a way for me to meet and thank and see you, shake your hand, finally give you a hug if that's cool with you. More importantly, it's a great way for you to meet each other, make some new friends while you are there. Again, it's completely casual, no ticket required. You can come and go as you please. You can come by yourself, bring the whole family. It is, an, as everything I do is, completely family-friendly. Again, Sunday, July 25th, 8 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Come by, say hello, Who knows? I might even have some giveaways as well. For more information, go to wdwradio.com slash events. That will take you to the events page over on the Facebook group. Unfortunately, for some reason, why Facebook? You can't get to that page via mobile. But if you go to the WW Radio page or the Clubhouse group on Facebook, you can find links to all these specific events there. And again, easily access them via your desktop. But wait. There's still one more thing, one more event. I'm also incredibly excited to announce that my Momentum Weekend Workshop in Walt Disney World is coming back this year, November 13th and 14th. Save the date. I'll have more information coming soon. But if you are looking for a way to turn what you love into what you do and come to a small, intimate event that is built on the pillars of inspiration and education and community and collaboration, then I promise Momentum is for you. You can go to lumangelo.com slash Momentum for more information and then stay tuned for more details about the upcoming weekend workshop and optional Mastermind Day coming this November 13th and 14th. And if you're looking to come to any or all of these events, you can, of course, go and visit Not just my friends, but my recommended travel providers over at mousefantravel.com for not just the best possible prices and all available discounts and to be part of our groups. If you want to come on any of the cruises, you do need to book through Mouse Fan Travel in order to participate in the group activities. But again, all of their services come at absolutely no cost to you. You can find out more by visiting mousefantravel.com. I want to quickly thank some of the new and longtime members of the WW Radio Nation family because that's exactly what you are. You are like extended family to me. I appreciate your love and your support, and I love being able to give back to you each and every month. 
Thanks to the Platinum members who shared photos of this past month's care package. I hope you enjoyed all the cool mystery Marvel stuff that I put inside. If you want to find out how you can not only help the show, but get exclusive rewards, whether it be up to the level of a care package or access to our private Facebook group, monthly live video group calls, monthly scavenger hunts and trivia quests, discounts, early access, and some other things that I'm working on, some new rewards coming soon. You can visit www.radio.com support to find out more. I want to thank some new and longtime members, including Eric Garcia, Michael Corbett, William Magalio, Garrett Dorman, Ali Miller, and Beth Thompson. Your support not only helps the show, but benefits our Dream Team project, which helps send children with life-threatening illnesses to Walt Disney World through the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. Thanks to you, literally because of you, we've raised more than $450,000 to send those children and their families to Walt Disney World. To find out more and join the WW Radio Nation for as little as a dollar a month, again, you can visit www.radio.com support. And finally, my friend, and you are my friend, whether we have met yet or not, all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word, tell a friend, share a link on your favorite social network. And if you can, take just a couple of seconds to rate and review the show over an Apple podcast. It is incredibly helpful. I want to thank some recent reviewers like Richmond236 from the United Kingdom. I still think it's so cool and so amazing that people overseas listen. He says, this is magic to my ears. I've been listening to Lou for over 10 years now. When I started listening, I was a university student. In, in this time, I've graduated with my degree, met my husband, got engaged, married, had a baby, survived two lockdowns. I live in the UK. Lou has been with me virtually every step of the way. I remember sitting in the maternity ward with my then one-day-old son, desperately trying to learn how to feed my son who could go home and be with his daddy with the podcast on for comfort and moral support. His honesty, positivity, and ability to find the good in every situation really spurred me on when I needed it most. We can't wait to take my son on his first Disney cruise in the UK this September and we'll be re-listening to the podcast episodes about cruises to get us excited about it. Thank you for bringing joy, magic, and positive energy into all of our lives. We will always choose the good from the friend you've not met yet, Amy in the UK, and Bad Sonos 12345 says, it feels like home. Lou, guests, Friends and family make you feel so warm and welcome when listening. You get the sense that you're an old friend listening to other friends carry on a conversation. God, I love that. That's exactly what I hope for. I not only listen to Lou on my long rides in South Florida, but also when I work out. That's right. Not rap, not rock, pop, but Lou Mangello on WW Radio is what fuels my daily workout. Keep it up, Lou. We're all counting on you. Bad Sonos and Amy in the UK. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I sincerely love and appreciate you. Again, if you want to leave a review in Apple Podcasts, just do a search for WW Radio, or if you go to www.radio.com slash iTunes, there's a direct link and instructions on how to do it there. Both of you have completely embodied exactly what I hope this show will do for you and the way that you feel, not just when you listen, but after. I hope that the show does bring you some of that Disney magic. I hope it does bring you positivity in your life. I hope that you do carry and pay that forward and that you choose the good all the time and be the good as an example for other people as well. And I want you to know that that I have always, I will always have an attitude of gratitude. And, and, and for some reason, over the last week or so, I have been very, very mindful of just how fortunate and blessed and grateful I am 
to you and for you, for your love and your friendship and your support. Please do not think that that goes unnoticed. I had some people around me wondering why I spent literally 16 hours straight doing nothing but answering emails on this past Saturday. It's because you matter. It's because I care about you and I appreciate you. And you better believe if you're going to take the time to email me, I will, I'll get there eventually, but I promise you, I am going to give you at the very least the courtesy of a response and a thank you. That might seem ridiculous to some, but it's incredibly important to me and you as are you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart, I love and appreciate you. And I really do hope that this is your best week ever. So until next time, hopefully Wednesday or Thursday night on the live broadcast. But until then, see ya. Hi, this is Dom Zamponia from Villa Marie Academy, and we just saw Lou Mangiello give a presentation to our freshmen here at Villa Maria from Malvern, Pennsylvania, and we're going to ask some of the students here what they thought of it. All right? They'll give, them their, they'll give you their names and what they thought of it. Hi, my name is Lily Falcon, and I really enjoyed the presentation. It told me to follow my dreams and that nothing is important as long as I'm happy. Hi, my name is Sophia Conish, and within the presentation, I learned that I need to follow my dreams and do what I want to do and not what other people want to do. Hi, my name is Gianna Hawkins, and I learned to be more motivational about my dreams in life and to keep going and pushing and never give up. Hi, my name is Abby Shashelsky, and I was able to draw from a lot of different parts of Walt Disney's life and how to help and form my own. Hey, it's Mackenzie Duffy, and I learned that the little details always matter, and they really can make or break any situation. Hi, my name is Lucy Fig, and I learned that you should always find a why in what you do and what and figure out what you love. Hi, my name is Mackenzie Fillion, and I learned that you should that you should always believe in yourself, even when people don't believe in you. Hi, I'm Ruth Ann, and I learned that you should keep going no matter how many times you fail, because eventually you'll succeed. I'm Leah, and I learned that you should turn negative one at what if into positive. Hi, I'm Kendall, and I learned that it doesn't matter how many people shoot you down to succeed. Hi, I'm Ella, and I learned to not let anybody get in the way of your dreams. All right, and that's our students here at Villa Maria. Thank you so much, Lou, for coming out, and we hope to see you soon. Keep up the great work. You're a blessing to us all. See ya. Hey, Lou, it's Christine Arson from Flyertown, Pennsylvania. I'm just calling to tell you all that I booked the Marvel Cruise for February, so I will be on there with all of you guys. I'm super excited about it, but I also wanted to call and give a shout-out to Jackie York, who is a GOAT. She is our travel agent with MEI and Mountain Travel. This will be the second trip that she has helped me plan. And I've been back and forth and back and forth and lots of questions, and she's been nothing but patient. And I'm telling you, that's the way to go. Get yourself an MEI and Mountain Travel agent, no matter where you're going, because they know everything. And she has been amazing. I love her. Uh, maybe I'll get to meet her someday. But um, really looking forward to the Marvel Cruise. It's my son's graduation present, and we are Marvel fanatics. So it's going to be amazing. And I can't wait to see all the things that you and Becky have planned. I, I'm like, my mind is blown. I'm so excited for this. 
So anyway, everybody have a great day. I'm out doing my round. It's a beautiful day in Pennsylvania. Sunny and 79. Have a great day, guys. Bye. Hello, Lou Mangello. It's Darlene Nagy, formerly of West Seneca, New York, and a half marathoner. I am calling in to say we have 225 more days until the Disney Marvel Day at Sea Cruise. I am so excited about everything for this cruise. Even getting dressed up is going to be a blast. So, I hope you all have a magical day. There's going to be a meetup in Disney Springs on July 25th that I hope you, if you're here, can attend. Have a great, magical day. Love and hug. Stay safe.